Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: The Hand Network. Check it round table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. the The connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. This is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing My Tooth for Your Love, episode six. This episode is aired on Vicky Rukatan. It's an original series. You can watch it with, I believe, I think it's free. I pay for premium because I hate ads. Do detest ads. So anyway, I do pay for premium on this. It is rated, I believe, like PG, PG thirteen. There is no reason it needs to be rated PG thirteen, but it is. But anyway, I have a podcast if you want to listen to it on why I think Vicky is a little homophobic in their rating system. But anyway, so this episode involves Bai and Jin. Basically, and at the beginning of this episode, we have this situation where Bai wakes up, and you can see he's basically he split himself into two parts in this conversation he's having, and he's actually a dream, but he thinks he's awake. And in this split personality issue. I don't know if you want to call it a split personality,、um, but kind of. He's sitting there on the sofa as his kind of normal, happy, jocular self, and then you see him all dressed in black, basically taunting that jocular self, saying, "You know, you think you you can. You're an adult. You think you can have a life. You can maybe even have love, but you can't have any of that because." You killed your parents, and we find out in this episode that Bai holds himself responsible for his parents' death because apparently he was talking to them on the phone when they died, and they were rushing home to take him to the dentist for a toothache, and so that's why he has all this trauma wrapped up in his going to the dentist, and even just in the anxiety he has, like when it rains. So anyway, he's. Basically, very traumatized. And at the beginning of the episode, it says basically, the past just 
makes me so troubled and the future terrifies me. And I think that really is, I mean, not to laugh, I'm not saying that in like a comedic way at all. I'm simply saying that I think because of the trauma that Bai endured as a child that went unresolved because his parents died when he was like eight years old. His sister helped raise him, but you know, I don't mean it right, I'm going, she did her very, very best, but she was not his parents. And she didn't know how to deal with that trauma because she herself was dealing with that trauma. So, you know, Bai's got all this wrapped up issues regarding feeling so responsible for something that was never his fault in the first place. So we then go from this weird dream to him rock climbing with Jin. And as he's rock climbing with Jin, he had Alex, one of the girls who was single, to come and meet Jin because Bai is convinced that Jin is such a nice person that he needs to be with someone because he's very nice and he shouldn't let the fact that some senior in college dated him for years and then dumped him by the wayside to get married to someone else, which is seven years ago, but I'm sure probably still would be irksome. So anyway, Bai has got it in his head that with Alex's help, he will find Jen the perfect person to be with. Now, I will say, I don't know if it's just Taiwanese dramas in particular, but Taiwanese dramas, I think, have two things that are strange. Number one, the women in it who are friends are absolutely awesome. I mean, no offense. Taiwanese women in, that are friends in the shows are great people. They are funny. They are independent. They are I'm thinking Yezi in history to right or wrong. You know, you can't really beat Yezi. But anyway, so you've got on one side great Taiwanese women, and on the other, whenever it comes to like these blind dates in these shows, I'm going, where do they find these personalities? Because I'm like, I could be staying single forever before going out with somebody with that kind of personality. So anyway, Bai has this girl who he pretends to just happen to run into at the rock climbing place. And Jin's become like, when he's rock climbing with Bai, he's like this very, very happy person. And he's saying, you know, I, um, I like rock climbing because it's a, it's a singular sport I can do on my own. But um, I'm so glad basically have you here with me doing this sport with me. But when Jin comes down from the rock wall and he's talking to this woman. He's like a totally different demeanor, like very cold and very, very non-friendly at all. It reminds me kind of of a male version of myself when I first met people. I mean, that's not a compliment at all. That's actually like something I'm really working on. But when I first meet people, I come off like a Jin. I really, really do. It, it just, they're new people. It's kind of weird. It's kind of frightening. I don't know them. They don't know me. Ergo. And if it would ever be something where like someone was trying to set me up with someone, it's like, oh, that would be like gin times 10 for me. So anyway, I'm like, gin, I think, was pretty calm compared to what he could have been. But anyway, he does not like this girl. And this girl is actually starting to flirt with Bai because she finds that Jen is being kind of cold and icy. And so she's like, well, Bai, I think you and I have more in common. And Bai's like, I'm not looking for a date. And if this woman is actually thinking that any 
available person is okay. She is definitely not the one for Jen. So he actually calls Alex and goes, Alex, where did you find this woman? Because she is like flipping person like she just she she wants to be with me now and then she wants to be with Jen and she just doesn't know she doesn't know her own mind. Where did you find her? And why did you think she would be a good fit for my friend? At the same time, Jen comes over in the midst of their chit chat and by saying, I really don't want to be with you, go, you know, Jen. And um, by come, um Jen comes over and he goes, I have your bendam, your two bendams, and this and this and this. And he's like basically he's kind of going woman, leave me alone. I really don't like you and I want to be with bye today. So anyway, that's how that little fiasco went. On the way home from the rock climbing, they end up in the car and as they're in the car, bye, they have to stop the car very quickly. And in the midst of stopping the car quickly, bye goes into this like, trauma fit i don't mean that bad i don't know the proper term for it but he has his ears start ringing he's trying to talk about many different subjects at once he's very incoherent and so jim pulls the car over goes and gets him some water puts him in the back seat so that he didn't want him in the front seat so he had more space kind of to calm down because he really did have like this kind of panicky attack so at the end of it, um, Bai says, you know, I really didn't want you to see the side of me again. And Jen's like, I don't care about the panic attack issue or the severe anxiety, but I am kind of curious what what caused it. He said, well, I really don't want you to tell my sister. And he says, well, I won't tell your sister, but I would like to know what's going on. And, you know, there is a really good person I know who is a specialist, like a counselor or a therapist who could help you with this anxiety. Because maybe if you were able to deal with this issue, which is causing your, your panic attack, you would be able to not rely on your sleeping pills. And I was like, well, um, I want to tell you a joke about me. Ming's, Ming had a toothache when he was a kid, and then Ming's parents were coming home in the rain, and they had a car wreck, and Ming had to listen to all the crashing and the terrible sounds of them dying. And Jin is like, oh, that's why. And he said, so you were Ming. And he's like, no, no, I'm telling a joke, but he's not telling a joke. And so at the end of that, um, Bai then gets back in the front seat. And Jin is like, it's not your fault. He said, why are you carrying this burden for something that isn't something you should be carrying the burden for? He's like, you know, if you, you didn't do anything wrong, he's like, you've been carrying this weight on your shoulders that you killed your parents. When he said you had nothing to do with them dying, you just happened to be the one who they were basically coming home to. I mean, he doesn't go into the hole in the I am, but I'm just saying he's sitting there going, you know, you've been feeling responsible for something that you had no control over and that was not your fault at all. And you know, I think it's kind of interesting because when people get into a traumatic situation, oftentimes they blame themselves for things that really have nothing to do with them I mean and it's very easy to sit there and go you had nothing to do with them as someone on the outside but for those who have endured the trauma it's very hard for them to differentiate between the fact that they were in the trauma and the fact that they have nothing to do and were not responsible for that trauma and I think that's what by 
cannot really work his brain around at this point in time. Now, also, right before he had the little panic attack, Jen was talking to him at the party. He's like, why did you have that girl meet us at the rock club? Now, I'm with Jen on this, not because I think he should date by, although I think they're a nice couple. But I, I'm with Jen on this because I'm like, I really don't know why Alex thought that would be a good fit for Jen. I mean, I'm like, I wonder if Alex was trying to self-sabotage this situation so that I would end up with Jen. But anyway, I don't know. That's a new theory, a new little rabbit hole. But anyway, Jen is sitting in the car and he's like, you know, I asked you to go rock climbing with me today as kind of an outing and a date. And then you have me meet this girl at the rock climbing wall which just seems kind of strange overall in consideration and and he goes um and I was like well you tend to like sports that you're a loner he says like oh, I like horseback riding he's like you, you really do like loner sports and um and and Bai says, you know, for me, I like having food and lots of people around me. He says, you know, you should come and we should have a lot of food sometime. And so Jim says, well, are you asking me out? And he's going, um, um, I'm just saying we could have food together. I think it reminds me of the not date meat. Um, no, what was it? Uh, the With Brainy and Neonal, when he comes in and goes, I'm just wanting to be clear. I am here, but I am not here to, for a date. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that situation. But anyway, so they have this little comment, conversation back and forth. And I think that the issue is, is Bai does not feel that he would be a good fit at all for Jin because Jin has to all intents and purposes, to the outside world. He has everything together. He's running the clinic for the dental care. He's got his life in order, his ducks in a row, um, all that. And plus he did have the trauma apparently of seven years ago, a senior who dated for like years, dumping him and getting married to someone else like on a whim, apparently. So I think with Bai, he's sitting there going, Jen deserves to be with someone, but he deserves to be with someone who will be more capable than I am. And, you know, I think that the thing is, is everyone talks about dating and how it adds to people's happiness and all that. And, you know, I think in many cases that's true. But for those people who are the overthinkers, dating poses many problems. And one of the biggest problems, if you think things through to the nth degree, is the fact that you have to sit there and go, Dating is not supposed to be just about your happiness. I mean, your happiness is good. Your happiness is fabulous. Your happiness is, you know, wonderful. I think you should be happy. But I also personally don't feel that your happiness should be defined on whether or not you're dating someone. It can add to your happiness, but they are not the key component to your individual happiness, in honest opinion. But at the end of the day, if you're dating someone, you should be dating them because you feel that you would add greatly to their life, that you would make your, their life better in the same way that they would make your life better. And for those of us who overthink things, it's like any, anybody could do something better than you could at some day and point. It was like I was having this conversation with one of my students today about overachievement. And we were discussing how overachievers tend to always try to excel. They try to go up, up, up and beat all the records and get all the awards, not because they're 
they're trying to be selfish narcissists usually, but because they're they're really feeling like they always have to do better. But the problem with overachievement, and we were, I was talking to my students, I'm going, you know, it really is kind of a mental condition when you think about it, because there will always be someone who can do something better than you. They can run faster, jump higher, you know, be smarter than you can, no matter how smart and how fast, how whatever you are, there will always be someone who comes along at some point be able to excel you. So you can't get wrapped up in overachievement because it's this vicious cycle that you can't really break if you get caught up in it. And in the same way, if you consider dating, it's like with Bai and Jin. Bai is saying they're going, Jin deserves somebody who's great, but someone will always be better than me. So therefore someone else is better for Jin. And I think that's a major problem for any consider a person when they're considering dating someone because you know I think a lot of people are just like oh they look nice I look nice we'll make a nice couple but for those who think about it more thoroughly it can be a very difficult situation because you might really like someone but you can sit there and go will I really make their life better would their life be better with someone else I mean maybe just the overthinkers do that but I doubt it so anyway with Bai and Jin um Bai goes back um Jin drops him off at the restaurant and Bai does drink a little more that night than he should have at the same time Jin is at the counter talking to Alex and you find out in this episode that Alex is actually Bai's best friend which really does make perfect sense because I think in many ways, the character of Alex and the character of Jin, even though they are not getting along right now, are very similar characters. In many ways, I think that's why they're not getting along right now. But Alex and Jin are talking and Jin goes, you know, he really does have some serious psychological issues that he's dealing with Alex and Alex says yes I know I've worked with him it gets especially bad when it's rainy outside he, he just starts basically freezing up and not being able to handle things well and so um Jin's talking to him and and he says are you wanting to be with Bai Will your family be okay with you being with somebody like Bai? Now, I don't know if he's referring to, if Alex is talking about Bai because they would be a homosexual gay couple, or if he's talking to Bai because Bai has some significant emotional traumatic issues that he has to deal with. But anyway, Jin is looking at him and goes, it really doesn't matter what my family does or doesn't think. It matters if I and I would want to be together, that's the important thing, you know, really in this situation. And he says, now, Alex, how do you feel about me and I? And Alex is like, so are you asking for my approval? And he's like, I don't need your approval, but you are his best friend. So I want to know how you feel about this. And Alex is very, Alex kind of in a way reminds you of if you saw We Best Love, the cousin in We Best Love that had, um, what do they call it, emotional affective disorder. I don't remember the specific topic, but basically no personality. He doesn't feel sadness or happiness the same way that most people do because of the way his brain works. But in many ways, I think Alex is a lot like that cousin because 
I know they say that those people do not feel emotions at all, but that cousin definitely did. He just was very hard in expressing it. In the same way, Alex is one of those who it's like, he really is kind of the quiet, I'm going to take care of everyone, but I'm going to seem very laid back kind of people, which is a really interesting combination. But anyway, so he and Jen have that call talk together. And then Bai and Jen go and chat. Um, Bai and Jen go out to the porch and have a little visit. It's during that visit that Jen tries to talk to um, Bai about maybe being more than his dentist and friend. But um, Alex comes out and he goes, uh, Jen, if you want to talk to me, it's not good for him to talk to him right now because he's blacked out. He may look awake, but if he's holding his chin like this, he's gone. You, He will not remember anything that you say. And if that's somewhat important, you might want to wait on that. So he's like, oh, okay. Simultaneously, we have, his name is He Quien, and he comes up to Alex and he's like, I, I want to make drinks because I've gotten all the serving jobs done and I I could be a bartender that way you wouldn't have to buy a new bartender which is expensive you wouldn't have to pay them you could pay me just to be a server and I could also mix drinks which I'm not sure how that works in Taiwan because I'm like he queen is 19 so is the legal age for drinking younger than in the states maybe maybe not I don't know maybe you can mix drinks but you don't have to drink drinks I don't know but anyway Alex is like you want to make drinks? <laughs> I mean, Dolphins, he's just like, this is weird. Also, that same night, he comes over and he's basically kind of asking why Alex is always behind the bar right now. And Alex is like, well, to be honest, I am terrified because some random person might come up and kiss me when I'm delivering their food and their drinks. And that is a frightening perspective. And he goes, what kind of person would do that? That is terrible. <laughs> he walks off and Alex is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I found that very funny. So anyway, um, Alex does teach Hee Kriyan how to make drinks. Um, Hee Kriyan wants to make one that basically says, I wish she wanted you. I think he's trying to flirt with Alex. It's not going too well for him. But anyway, and, and Alex is like, you're going to learn how to make a gin and tonic because that's what we have that the materials work because we've sold out of all the other stuff because our drinks increased in the last week. So anyway, he makes the gin and tonic. Jin and Bai have their almost discussion, but not because Bai is um, not himself. The next day, I believe, I don't know, somewhere in there, Bai brings his liquor dealer to come to Jen's dental office because he's like, she's nice, she's pretty, Jen will like her, she has a bit of a toothache, this will work, and he doesn't have any, I he called ahead to make sure he didn't have anyone till five o'clock. So the liquor dealer and Bai come, and Jen gets really ticked off at this point, and he, he does take care of her tooth, and he, you know, has her go to where she needs to go but then he says bye you and i need to talk so you cannot go with your friend we need to talk and so he takes bye upstairs and he's like bye why do you keep throwing people at me he's like 
I don't understand why you keep throwing people at me. I'm really fine. I don't need you to throw people at me. And Vi's like, well, you're very nice. Even though, you know, to the exterior, you can be cold and annoying. And, you know, to your friends, you can be downright irritating. But you do have some nice personality traits. And you shouldn't be alone. Treat with someone who appreciates that. And he's like, so you think I'm, I'm nice and you get along, I get along well with others once they warm up to me and I warm up to them. But did it ever occur to you that I might have found someone like that I like already? And by his, I don't remember, by his, like, very clueless and when it comes to this kind of thing, he's like, yes, it did occur to me because you, you had the senior that you liked who dumped you and married someone else seven years ago and you liked them. And Jin is like that that that's what you think I'm I'm and, and you can tell Jin is going, I'm not able to get through to his head. And and by saying they're going, and you're probably mad at me because I drank too much the other night. I drink more than usual, and I don't know if I did something stupid. I don't remember doing anything or saying and you can see poor Bai Sandy going, what I do, what I do, what I do, when he really didn't do anything. So anyway. At the end of the day, Jen is trying to figure out how to explain to Bai that it, it wasn't the senior that he was thinking about at that point in time, when lo and behold, the senior comes walking into the clinic because he has the five o'clock appointment. And there's Bai, there's Jen, and there's the senior. Now, I would like to say that this is just extra dramatical effect. And that this is stuff that doesn't happen in real life, but I'm going, you know, there are certain situations I have witnessed in life. It's like, it does happen that way. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see in the next episode how this whole situation hands out, so to speak. I think that the the situation between the senior and Jin was maybe not like everyone was expecting. I'm not really sure yet at this point, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if maybe it wasn't quite as give a deal as everyone thought it was or you know even if just Jin's moved on I mean no offense I'm like they're trying to make it sound like in the preview that oh Jin will want to run back to this person I'm like why would you want to be with someone even if they're divorced from their partner if they dumped you seven years ago to go marry someone else after you've been dating for like four years I'm like no offense but I'm going if you didn't want me then, why would I want to be with you now after you've dumped someone else? I mean, it just doesn't make logical sense. And Jim is not a stupid person. So I'm going, I know people do stupid things for love, but I don't see him doing that. So anyway, we've got that whole supposed love triangle, which I'm like, it really doesn't work for Anna because I'm like, Jin's not dumb. Why would Jin do that? That's just stupid. So anyway, now I do think there are some issues with the current storyline because I'm like, you know, Bai does have some significant traumatic issues. That does not mean that Bai could not be in a relationship. It simply means that Bai would have to be with someone who is very understanding. And although Jin is a very thoughtful person, I'm just not sure how well that would balance. And also with the whole Alex and he Queen thing, I'm like, that's going to be, I think for me, the most interesting thing to see about this story. Because I'm like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if with Bai and with Jin, things work out very well. And also I think with Jin and with Bai, 
being with someone like Jen would help by to gain more courage in his life. Like I don't even remember, but he was able to go to the dentist. He was able to handle things that he normally isn't. It doesn't mean that I might not have some lifelong issues that he has to deal with, but it does mean that being with someone who encourages you helps you to deal with those issues better. It reminds me of like, I'm not sure I'm going to do a podcast on the Love is in the Air series for multiple reasons, but I did watch the the final episode last yesterday when it aired. But the thing that I think is interesting about that series is I hate the stereotyping in it, and I really hate many, many other things about that series, but that's not for this that rant is not for this podcast but the one thing that I did like about that series is how with the character of Sky he became such he was able to pull himself out of the stigmatism the blame and the emotional trauma that he had dealt with for so long with the bad things that happened to him because of propeller. That doesn't mean that it made everything better, but it was so cool to see in that final episode how that relationship, as it were, really helped Sky become more person who he was supposed to be. And I think at the end of the day, I mean, everyone says, oh, people get in a relationship for love or for sex or for money or for whatever reasons. But I think at the end of the day, our relationships should make us even better people than we are to start with. They should encourage us to be braver, to be smarter, to be stronger than we were before. And it was really good in, in the air to see how that worked out with Sky, because he really did become such a interesting person when his walls were down. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing like with Bai, how that story develops, how that changes and morphs with him as an individual, as he slowly begins to trust Jim. Now, I don't know if it's going to be smooth sailing. Of course not. It's a Taiwanese drama. There's always going to be a little bit of something coming up. Nothing. But anyway, I would give this episode a 9 out of 10. There was some corniness, I will admit. It is Taiwanese drama. There's going to be a little bit of, you know, sound effects and things like that. But overall, I really did like it. And I'm looking forward to next week. So that is my review of episode 6 of My Truth, Your Love. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. 
You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.